نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد Respected friends and elders Tonight also can be potentially Laylatul Qadr It was the view of some Sahaba radiyallahu anhum Like Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu anhu Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu also That if not the 21st night then the 23rd night and the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam itself is clear that any one of the odd nights of the last ten nights can potentially be Laylatul Qadr. So it is absolutely essential that we spend our time properly tonight, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ibadah, and more specifically, respected friends and elders, in tawbah. Tawbah and forgiveness of sins is the greatest thing one can achieve on, on a night like tonight. As we discussed two nights ago, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he was asked by his most beloved wife, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, that what should I do on a night like Laylatul Qadr? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told her to ask for forgiveness. Read the dua, Allahumma innaka afuun, tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. You love to forgive, so forgive me. This shows us that the greatest thing a person can achieve, the most important thing he can achieve on, to, on a night like tonight, is his forgiveness and maghfirat in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And respected friends and elders, our Allah is so rahim, so merciful, so kareem, so generous. Our Allah is so forgiving that irrespective of whatever the past of a person, whatever the condition, whatever the wrong, if he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah, if he turns regretfully, remorsefully to Allah, and asks Allah to forgive him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will indeed forgive him. This is a guarantee by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly in Qur'an exhorts us towards tawbah. Allah will not tell us to make tawbah if he's not going to accept the tawbah. وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ all of you, O believers, repent to Allah so that you may be successful. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. O you who believe, engage in sincere repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. Allah will rectify your deeds through the tawbah and Allah will forgive your sins. So tawbah, respected friends and elders, is a great lifeline that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives every person, no matter who he may be. On one hand, besides anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam, besides the chosen slaves of Allah, the prophets that were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every other human being is prone to sin. Kullu bani adama khatta'un, the hadith says, that every one of mankind is not just a sinner. The word uses khatta'un is a big sinner, is a great sinner. So each human has the potential of committing a lot of sin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created us knows that about us. Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the door of tawbah. The best of all those who sin are those who turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. At-tawwabun, not at-ta'ibun. At-ta'ibun means to turn in repentance. Actually the word in the hadith is tawwab. Those who always turn, those who continuously turn, those who turn a lot in tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here also there's a message that if a person committed a sin and he made tawbah and then he fell into the sin again, that does not mean he cannot go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, go again to Allah. Allah loves that. 
Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. Allah loves those who turn turn in tawbah excessively to Him. When will a person turn excessively in tawbah to Allah? When he ended up committing that sin excessively. So he made tawbah and he fell into the sin again. And then he made tawbah, sincere tawbah. And then he fell into the sin. Each time a person committed that wrong, he can still turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the more he turns to Allah, the more beloved he gets in the court, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the dunya, if somebody did you a favor one time, you feel shy to go to him the next time. Or if you harmed someone by mistake, you committed some mistake on one occasion, that person overlooked it the second time, maybe he'll show a little bit of akhlaq again and he'll overlook. But there'll come a time when he also will get tired of it. And we also feel difficult to go back to the same person to ask him for some kind of reprieve, forgiveness, etc. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the situation is different. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that we come back to him and loves that we turn back to him. A hadith of Muslim Sharif states that when a person commits a sin and he says, Allahumma inni adnabtu dhamban faghfirli, he calls out to Allah, he says, Oh Allah, I committed a sin. Meaning he acknowledges the wrong. This acknowledgement, respected friends and elders, is the, is the first step and the biggest step to acknowledge that you have sinned and accept that it is wrong. Then to regret over that sin. That is the essence of tawbah, to regret. So the person turns to Allah making this dua, فَغْفِرْلِي O Allah, then forgive me. Allah gets very happy. And Allah says, أَعَلِمَ عَبْدِي أَنَّ لَهُ يَغْفِرُ وَيَأْخُذُ بِهِ does my slave know? In other words, my slave knows, he realizes that he has a Rabb. He has a Rabb that can forgive the sin also. And the same Rabb can take him to task and punish him for that sin. غَفَرْتُ abdi. I have forgiven him. In other words, the message in this hadith is, when a person turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah, in actual fact he has recognized Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we speak about the ma'rifat of Allah, the, the, the very pious Slaves of Allah are those who have the ma'rifat, the recognition. They have recognized Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How does one recognize Allah? You recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the sifat and the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that sinner who committed that wrong, then he realized and he knows and he believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving and Allah will forgive him. So when he turns and he be, with that belief and he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is sort of his way of attaining the ma'rifat of Allah. He has recognized his Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a great maqam. When we speak about getting the ma'rifat of Allah, we think of the super pious. Every sinner can get the ma'rifat of Allah through this one quality of Allah, Allah being tawwab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accepting tawbah all the time when we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets happy. A hadith says, At-ta'ibu Habibullah. The one who repents becomes the beloved of Allah. He is the Habib of Allah. Again the same point. Generally we feel that person who read so much of Nafil Salah, that person who gave so much of, 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 of charity, that person who made so many khatams of Quran, and did so many other acts of ibadah, he becomes beloved in the eyes of Allah. And undoubtedly so. Definitely, that is a great way in which we can achieve the muhabbat and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But here our deen is so beautiful that even a sinner can become beloved to Allah in a moment. In a moment, how long it takes for a person to make a khatam of Quran and then to make repeated khatams or to read so many rakats of nafil salah and to do so many other nafil ibadah to become beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith says, 
that no person can become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via any other means other than fulfilling the obligations. That's the first way. The first step to getting closer to Allah is to fulfill the faraiz, the farz salah, the fasting, the zakat. Besides that, through nawafil, a person gets closer and closer. وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبَّ Until I, I begin to love him. He continues getting closer and closer through his nafil ibadat. So that is definitely one door in which a person becomes beloved to Allah. But the point we want to understand tonight, respected friends and elders, that me, myself, now, with all my sins, at this very moment, I can become in instantaneously, immediately, I can become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just by turning to Allah with a regretful heart, a remorseful heart and saying, Oh Allah, I have committed this sin. And I have committed that sin. And I have committed sins, Oh Allah, some sins I forgot. And Ya Allah, you know the sins more than myself. Ya Allah, forgive me for all these sins. I make a firm pledge, I will not go back to these sins. By a person engaging in this in a few moments, he becomes Habibullah, At-Ta'ibu Habibullah. The one who repents becomes the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respected friends and elders, when a person is dressed up well, is wearing his good clothes, white clothes for example, and then some speck of dirt comes on him, he's jumping into his car and the clothes brush the tire for example, he got a black mark on his kurta. Or he went home and his child or his grandchild put some messed fingers on his kurta. Or wherever he may have been, it gets dirty. He doesn't remain with that. You clean that. You wash it. Or you change it into a pair of new clothes or a pair of, cl- of clean clothes. And that which was dirty is not discarded. It's cleaned. That's exactly our condition. When we commit sin, we become dirty. We become filthy, respected friends and elders. وَنَقِّنِي مِنَ الذُّنُوبِ وَالْخَطَايَا أَمَسْنُونَ دُعَا of رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ Oh Allah, cleanse me of my sins and wrongs. Naqini, cleanse me, clean me, which shows that sins are filth. It's filth on a person's heart, on his soul, in his life. وَنَقِّنِي مِنَ الذُّنُوبِ وَالْخَطَايَا كَمَا يُنَقَّ الثَّوْبُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الدَّنَسِ Just as white cloth is clean from filth, O oh Allah, clean me and cleanse me also of my sins. So when a person falls into a sin, he should not remain like that. Like when his clothes get gets soiled and dirty, he doesn't remain with the dirty clothes. The same lesson is given to us in this dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That like it's a natural thing. It's natural for a person when his clothes are messed, he cleans it. Exactly the same respected friends and Allah should come to when our souls and our hearts and our lives are filthy with sin. We should not remain with it. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. That person who gets his sins forgiven by Allah in this dunya, before leaving the dunya, then inshallah in the akhirah he's got nothing to worry about. If a person takes his sins with him to the akhirah, without washing it in the dunya, without getting it forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there's potential adab. If Allah wishes, Allah will punish him. If Allah wishes, Allah can still forgive. As long as it's not the sin of shirk and ascribing partners to Allah, disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Besides that, every other sin Allah can still forgive in akhirah. But there's no guarantee it's going to be forgiven if you didn't make tawbah. So the sin was committed here in the dunya. Leave it here, respected friends and allies. Leave that sin here and go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clean of all your sins. Because if you take it and go... Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. The adab wala adabul akhirati akbar wala adabul akhirati ashad. The adab of akhirat is much severe, is much worse than the adab and taklif in the dunya. And respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind, Allah is so rahim 
In Quran, Allah says, مَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُسِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ Whatever calamity befalls you in this dunya, it is because of what your own hands have earned. In other words, sometimes, sometimes a man committed the sin. He never got tawfiq to make tawbah. But Allah still wants to forgive him. Allah still wants to forgive him. So Allah brought upon him some tests, some difficulty, even a slight difficulty. The hadith teaches us when a person is looking for something in one pocket, and he puts his hand in that pocket, he doesn't find it on the right pocket, for example, and then he goes to the left pocket. Even that much of difficulty, that much of inconvenience, is a means for the forgiveness of his sins. That is how much Allah wants to forgive us. Even if a man himself didn't want the forgiveness. Even if he, if he didn't take that initiative to ask Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about these conditions to cleanse us of our sins. مَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ So whether it be a small musibah calamity, like misplacing something from one pocket to the other, or a greater musibah, whatever it may be, and Allah save us and Allah grant us afiyah, but the cause of that are our sins. But in that also, this is part of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because Allah is washing us and cleansing us of our sins. Then Allah says, وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٍ And Allah forgives, of, Allah forgives a lot. In other words, that calamities that befall you, it is because of some of your sins only. It is, some, it is because of some of your sins. A lot of your sins Allah forgives without anything, without any calamity befalling you. This is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive respected friends and allies. We should never become despondent. As Mawana Tanvi rahimahullah mentioned, sometimes a person says that where I will be forgiven by Allah. Where I'm going to be forgiven. Na'uzu billah. This is a trap of shaitan. This thought, respected friends and allies, is dangerous. It can rob us of our iman. This is a sign that the person didn't recognize Allah. Nothing is beyond the power of Allah. Nothing is more than the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahumma maghfiratuka awsa'u min dhunubi. Oh Allah, your, your forgiveness is much more vast than my sins. No matter how much sins a person commits, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still capable and able to forgive him. When he says, how will I be forgiven? He is implying, inadvertently he is implying that his sins are more than the mercy of Allah. That Allah, na'uzu billah, is unable to forgive him? Never. No. So a person should never think like that, that where, will I, where do I stand a chance in the court of Allah? Where will I be forgiven? Or how will I be forgiven? No respected friends and allies. We should always have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that I am saying is a sign of you recognizing Allah, of you becoming, of you attaining the ma'rifat of Allah. And when you complete that tawbah and istighfar and, and, beg, and asking Allah forgiveness, then you now become the Habib and the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For a believer, there is no, there's no room for despondency, respected friends and allies. We should never become despondent. The famous incident of the Islam of Sayyidina Wahshi radiallahu anhu. Wahshi, who he himself used to say after accepting Islam, he says, قَتَلْتُ فِي كُفْرِ خَيْرَ النَّاسِ When I was a kafir, I killed the best of people. Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu. He was the one who killed Hazrat Hamza, the, the beloved uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the battle of Uhud, which caused such great taklif to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From the uncles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Hamza was the closest. And he was also the foster brother of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They were breastfed by the same woman. So he had a close attachment. And Sayyidina Hamza used to physically defend Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Talib in Makkah used to also defend. He would defend with his status. 
he would defend by reprimanding people. Hamza radiallahu anhu used to go physically and tackle those people who caused taklif to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So very close to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some of the Sahaba mentioned, we never saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more grief-stricken than on the occasion when Sayyidina Hamza was made shaheed. Such taklif. Wahshi was the one who, who had made him shaheed. And then he says, وَقَتَلْتُ فِي إِسْلَامِ شَرَّ nas." After I accepted Islam, I killed the worst of people. He killed Musaylamatul Kadhaab, the imposter, the one who claimed prophethood after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Wahshi, when he was contemplating accepting Islam, when the people of Ta'if after Fatih Makkah had accepted Islam, he was there, he also wanted to accept. So he sent a message to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that I also have an inclination now to enter into your religion, into your deen. But there is a verse in the Qur'an that is stopping me, that is not giving me hope, rather it is, it, it is making me despondent. Looking at this verse, I feel I cannot enter in, into your religion. And that is the verse that says, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ Those who don't ascribe any other partners to Allah. وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ They don't kill, they don't commit murder unjustly. وَلَا يَزْنُونَ And they don't commit zina. These people, besides these, all the others are forgiven. All others are in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as Wahshi mentioned at that time to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that I have committed all of this. I ascribe partners to Allah. I, I committed murder. I mean, he had, by his own admission, killed Sayyidina Hamza. And I have engaged in zina. I have got no hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse. Or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent the verse to Hazrat Wahshi. Allah said, after this, illa man taba wa aman. But for those who make tawbah, those who, re- who repent, وَآمَنَ And they bring iman, they believe. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And they do good deeds. فَأُولَٰئِكَ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ Then they will go into jannah. So there's hope for you. Again, Wahshi says, there's a condition here. مَن تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا You must make tawbah, okay. You must believe, yes, that's what I want to do. But the condition of وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا He must still do good deeds. I got no guarantee I will do the good deeds. Then the verse was sent to him, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَعَ Allah will not forgive shirk, ascribing partners. If a person died and left this dunya in a state of shirk, he'll never be forgiven in the akhirah. Any other sin, if a person had to, like we were discussing earlier, if a person leaves this world as a believer, but he had other sins that he didn't seek repentance for in the dunya, Allah will forgive if he wishes. وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah will forgive every other sin for whomsoever he wishes. So when this was mentioned to Wahshi, then he replied, he says, I don't know whether Allah will wish to forgive me. Then the verse was revealed, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Say, O oh my bondsmen, O oh my slaves who have wronged themselves, لَا تَقْنَطُوا Don't become despondent of the mercy of Allah. And this address is for all of us. Ya ibadi, oh my bondsmen, we all consider ourselves to be the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be the bandas, the slaves and servants of Allah. Allah is calling out to each and every one of us. No matter what the wrong you did, la taqnatu min rahmatillah, don't lose hope, don't become despondent of Allah's mercy. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah forgives all sins. Allah forgives all sins. And Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. Then Wahshi radiallahu anhu says, Now I am satisfied. Now, now I, I know that I will be forgiven and he also accepts Islam. This 
incident happened for, Say- for Sayyidina Wahshi radiallahu anhu, but is a lesson for each and every one of us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling out to us. Allah is guaranteeing us. Don't, have, don't be despondent. You see, ma yusi, despondency, is the weapon of shaitan. Shaitan puts this in the hearts of human beings. Shaitan puts this in the hearts of the believers. Shaitan puts this in the hearts sometimes of people who are actively engaged in the work of deen. Whatever khidmat of deen they are doing, all of a sudden they become despondent. Because why, why is it the weapon of shaitan? Why he does this? Because when a person becomes despondent, then he stops doing what he was doing. So if somebody, for example, was engaged in the effort of dawat, then for whatever reason he becomes despondent, he says, I'm going for gush morning and evening. I give my two and a half hours. I don't see no change, for example, in the people. And then he starts becoming despondent. What's going to happen? He's going to stop going on that gush. He's going to stop knocking on the doors of the people. He's going to stop giving dawat. That is how shaitan uses this weapon. That person, for example, who makes dua and is making dua, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not yet granted him what he's asking for, that is in the wisdom of Allah. He becomes despondent. What, what will he do thereafter? He'll stop making dua. He will be deprived of that ibadat. So despondency is the weapon of shaitan. Don't let shaitan get the better of us, respected friends and elders. Because when we turn tawbah, tawbah is such, is such a great weapon for us. And such a great ni'mat, respected friends and elders. Ulama and, and our akabirin mentioned that the oceans of the world, the oceans of the world are not enough to extinguish the fire of Jahannam. The fire of Jahannam is much more than that respected friends All the water in the oceans, take it and pour it into Jahannam, it will make no difference whatsoever. But one tear, one tear a person sheds from his eye, the tear of nadamat, ashke nadamat, the tear of nadamat and regret and remorse, that he cries in front of Allah, Oh Allah, I committed this wrong. That tear, respected friends and elders, one drop is enough to extinguish your Jahannam is enough to save a person from Jahannam. That is the power Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in Tawbah. Here too we need to understand the very important ingredient in Tawbah is regret. You must regret from the bottom of your heart. The person who commits, who, who commits a person who makes, who makes sincere Tawbah, the fundamental part of sincere Tawbah is regret from the heart. An-Nadmu Tawbah, one hadith says. Even if a person didn't say anything else, he didn't say anything else. All he did was he regretted doing the wrong. Obviously regret not because somebody caught you. Not because you were, you were shamed in public, so you're regretting doing the wrong. No, no. You regret disobeying Allah. You regret that now you've let yourself down in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only that much also respected friends and allies if we do, is enough for Allah to forgive us. And nadmu tawbah. That is how important nadamat is and regret is. The procedure for sincere tawbah ulama say the first thing is for a person to stop doing the wrong. Whatever sin it may be, stop immediately. Somebody is engaged in riba, come out of it immediately. Somebody is engaged in some form of zina, or in alcohol, or in drugs, or in listening to music, or whatever other haram it may be, he's got a habit of backbiting, etc. Stealing, stop immediately. Looking at wrong, speaking to those who are not permissible for us to speak to, Stop, the first, the first thing is to stop. You can't be making tawbah while you engage in the wrong. Then there's no sincerity there. Then you are not genuine. How is that a genuine tawbah and repentance? So the first thing is for a person to put the brakes. Stop and abstain, desist from that wrong. And the second is for him to regret from the bottom of his heart. Regret that, why did I do this wrong? Why did I disobey Allah? Again, as I explained earlier, regret between yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not regret for being shamed in the dunya. 
regret for being shamed in the court of Allah, for being disloyal and disobedient to our Creator, our Khaliq, our Rabb. And thirdly, to make a firm intention, a determined pledge, to pledge to Allah, Oh Allah, I am, I am not going to repeat this sin again. Make that firm determination that I'm never going to go back. These are the three steps for Tawbah, respected friends and elders. After doing this, whatever that sin may be, it is forgiven inshallah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever it may be. Thereafter, if a person falls into the same wrong, innocently, he fell into the wrong, again he can turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if he turns back, fulfilling these three conditions again, sincerely, Allah will forgive him again. And like I said earlier, Allah loves to forgive us. And then for the third time, if he fell into that sin, and again he makes tawbah, again Allah will forgive him, and Allah will love him even more. The hadith says, مَا أَصَرَّ مَنِ That person who keeps repenting, asking Allah for forgiveness, then he is not considered as one who has persisted on his wrong. وَلَوْ عَادَ فِي الْيَوْمِ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةٍ Even if on one day, 70 times he broke his tawbah. 70 times, meaning in the morning he made tawbah for doing a particular wrong. And after that he fell into that same wrong. And then he made tawbah again. And then he fell into it again. And from morning to evening he committed that sin 70 times. But after each time, if he sincerely turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will forgive him. He will not be considered as those people who persisted on wrong. On the other hand, you have someone who commits the sin and he never made tawbah. And then he committed the sin for the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time, his heart gets darker and darker. He goes further and further and further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is a musir, he is a person who is, in, who is persisting and continuing doing the wrong. Which makes it even worse. But a person who made tawbah, even if he had to make the tawbah 70 times, respected friends and others, that is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits for us to turn to him in tawbah and istighfar. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالنَّهَارِ Allah spreads out His hands of forgiveness. Meaning Allah waits to forgive in the morning those who committed sins at night. And Allah waits at night to forgive those who committed sins during the day. Whatever the time of the day or night, respected friends and others, Allah is ready to forgive. Who is there to ask Allah for forgiveness? Allah will forgive him. There was an incident in the time of Rasulullah wasallam, a particular sahabiyyah, had committed zina and the punishment for zina adultery or zina committed by a married person is for that person to be stoned to death stoned to death such a such a despicable punishment i mean firstly this person's life will be taken away besides zina what other wrongs what other wrongs justify that this a person's life be taken away one is if he commits murder and we understand that to be a serious sin Murder, the punishment for that is an eye for an eye and a soul for a soul. So a person's life is taken. If a person renegades from Islam, he becomes murtad. He becomes murtad. Then then, then in an Islamic country, in, in, in Islamic rule, his life will be taken. If within three days he doesn't make tawbah, his life will be taken. That's how serious it is. But their lives will be taken the normal route with a sword. This person who commits zina, adultery, a married person who commits zina, respected friends, and the sin is so bad and so despicable, his life will also be taken, yes, but he will be pelted with stones till he dies. That's how severe this sin. Such a serious sin, respected friends. Imagine, is that something, something for a person to give his life for? Your whole life will be taken away for committing this sin. That's how serious the sin of zina is. 
The Sahabiya committed this mistake. She comes and she confesses to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Nabi of Allah, I've committed this wrong. And now I'm actually pregnant because of that. You know, meet out the punishment that Allah has decided for me. In other words, take my life. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells her that you, you are still pregnant. After you give birth, then we will continue. Then we will, we will, we will meet out the punishment. And then Rasulullah sallallahu tells her guardian that look after her properly. In other words, although she may have done that wrong, but don't discard that person. The sinner should always be given hope, respected friends and elders. Every sinner has a future. Like every saint had a past. Every sinner has a future. In other words, inshallah, you can make a change for, for the better. Like every saint has a past. Some of this, many of the saints, they, the first part of their lives, they were also sinners. And then mashallah, the time, things changed. And they became saints. Like that those who are sinners today also have a future. In other words, they can make a change and become saints of tomorrow. So look after her. Don't taunt her, etc. After she gave birth and she came, then the punishment was meted out. She was pelted to death. And the time for her janazah salah came. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to read her janazah salah. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu was surprised. O Nabi of Allah, she committed such a despicable sin. Atusalli alayha wa qad zanat. Are you going to read janazah salah for her? What is janazah salah? To make dua for forgiveness, to make dua for the deceased. So are you going to make dua for her and read janazah namaz? While she has committed zina, such a despicable sin she has committed. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لَقَدْ تَابَتْ تَوْبَةً She has made such a tawbah, لَوْ قُسِمَتْ بَيْنَ سَبْعِينَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ لَوَسِعَتْهُمْ Her tawbah is sufficient to, 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 to forgive 70 other people of Medina. Her to, such tawbah she made, that if 70 other sinners, her tawbah was shared among 70 other sinners, they would have also been forgiven. وَهَلْ وَجَدْتَ أَفْضَلَ مِنْ أَنْ جَادَتْ بِنَفْسِهَا فِي اللَّهِ What else? Look at this. She herself came forward and she gave herself to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and her life she gave to accept the punishment from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever the sin, respected friends and elders, tawbah when a person makes, then his maqam is raised in the court of Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq, respected friends and elders, of spending this night in ibadah and a fundamental part of this night must be sent and a considerable part in tawbah and istighfar. Whether it be reciting a hundred times istighfar, etc. Reading two rakat salatul tawbah, like many of us have the habit, and, and then begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the darkness of the night, raising the hands and crying, crying, respected friends and others, that is the secret. Remorse from the heart and a tear from the eye, and you are on your way inshallah to Jannah, then Allah is definitely going to forgive us inshallah. That tear must be, uh, the, the tear must be shed, respected friends and elders. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam exhorted us, Ibku, cry in your dua, fa'illam tabku fatabako. If you can't cry, then make like you are crying. If the heart is so hard, or if at that condition, for whatever reason, the tear is not coming out, then make and assume the form and the appearance of someone who is crying. Assume that, assume that appearance, that also is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that is a form of somebody who is, who is humbling himself, somebody who is submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and asking Allah to forgive, and don't forget the masnoon dua, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. Again here the message, you love to forgive. Remember that respected friend and Allah, Allah loves to forgive. Fa'fu anni, so forgive me, O oh Allah. Allah give us tawfiq. سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله